And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at rightnowjimdawes. Leave a voicemail, and we just might use it on a future broadcast at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Oh, man, oh, man. So the president made a major announcement last night, and let's dig into it. Well, the president released a statement last night ordering that Bill Barr uh, have the complete authorization delegated by the president of the United States to declassify any of the information that he comes across during this uh, review of the intelligence and law enforcement community's efforts at spying on the president and whether or not they were properly predicated. Spoiler alert, they were not. It's quite clear at this point, and I think Barr realizes this, and I know that the president does, that there was a opposition research um, effort out of the White House, coordinated by John Brennan and initiated by John Brennan, to spy on the Trump campaign and try to forward this uh, bogus dossier that uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democrat National Committee had put together. So, um, you know, Devin Nunes and Jim Jordan have been calling for this for years. And finally, I, I guess because the president didn't want to be accused of obstructing Robert Mueller, he finally has gotten around to authorizing the declassification of the, this information, which will include, I believe, audio recordings of the attempted entrapment um, of George Papadopoulos by George uh, by uh, Mifsud and Halper and um, and the Australian diplomat. So the president says today at the request and recommendation of the Attorney General of the United States, President Donald J. Trump directed the intelligence community to quickly and fully cooperate with the Attorney General's investigation into surveillance activities during the, during the 2016 presidential election. The Attorney General also has been delegated full and complete authority to declassify information pertaining to this investigation in accordance with the long-established standards for handling classified information. Today's action will help ensure that all Americans learn the truth about the events that occurred, the actions that were taken during the last presidential election, and will restore confidence in our public institutions. I'm not so sure about that last part. I think what has happened here is the uh, law enforcement and intelligence communities have been totally exposed, and it's going to take a lot of work to restore that public confidence. <laughs> Actually, in the case of the intelligence community, I, I think that the uh, confidence has been long ago destroyed 
This is the intelligence community that we we shovel billions of dollars into every year that missed the 9-11 attacks, never even bothered to tell the airlines to fortify the cockpit doors, the most basic move they could have done. They claimed that nobody anticipated that terrorists would use airliners as missiles. Apparently, nobody in the intelligence community read Tom Clancy's books or um, uh, read the plans that were captured with Ramsey Youssef in the Philippines to do just that. This was the same intelligence community that claimed that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction that led us into this useless war in Iraq, costing thousands of American lives, precious young American lives, and trillions of dollars in national treasure. Not to even mention the hundreds of thousands of Iraqi civilians that were killed as a result of it. So the president kind of went on a a tweet storm um, last night. He had some choice words for the current FBI director, William Ray. Uh, which, you know, if you're unhappy with somebody, you probably ought to go ahead and fire them and find somebody else. But at this point, I think it's getting very difficult for the president to be able to find qualified people to work in his administration for two reasons. One, because the Democrats and the media will attack them viciously, as we have seen again and again, try to destroy their lives, their ability to uh, have a career after their government service. And two, because this president, uh, quite frankly, is quite erratic and is dealing with his own appointees. He has not stood behind them, and he has made some appointments that have turned out to be disastrous, the most obvious of which was the appointment of Jeff Sessions. But um, we're finally getting around to the declassification of these documents that have been called for for literally two, the last two years. So the American people could uh, put to rest all of these notions that, oh, yes, all of this spying by the intelligence agencies and the FBI were, were just legitimate concerns about Russian interference in the election. They were nothing of the sort. Samantha Power wouldn't have been over there at the United Nations unmasking hundreds, 300 American citizens during their, uh, their phone conversations that were captured by the NSA, totally illegal. She's yet to be uh, called on to answer for that. And I'm worried that uh, the statute of limitations is starting to run out on some of these things. You know, part of the appointment of Robert Mueller, which just so happened to last about two years, was to get some of these swamp creatures beyond the two-year statute of limitations that applies in many of these laws or or, many of these statutes that were violated. So Sarah Carter was appearing uh, on Fox, Fox News uh, in the evening is really, and uh, actually beginning with Martha McCallum's news broadcast, are really the only place you're going to see anything close to legitimate coverage of these, uh, of these issues. But uh, Sarah Carter is sort of uh, previewing um a lot of the declassified information that is going to come to light about uh, Samantha Powers unmasking while she was UN ambassador, really had no reason to be engaged in this sort of activity at all. 
Here's Sarah Carter. I think there's going to be two things. Uh, the first, I believe, is going to be the exculpatory evidence, that of George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Uh, if they were recorded, which we have heard they were, by Stefan Halper, who was a spy, basically for the FBI, and that the FBI withheld that information from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, that is going to be huge. I'm going to tell you something else, something that people aren't talking about, and that was the unmaskings, Dan. I think one of the biggest pieces of information that's going to come out here, too, as well as those people that were unmasked. That means Americans that were unmasked, their conversations, telephone conversations with foreigners. And remember, Samantha Powers, there was a big debate here, and Trey Gowdy got her to answer some very important questions. She unmasked roughly 300. That's unheard of. Put it this way, when John Bolton was at the UN, he unmasked three people. Three people. She unmasked close to 300. And I'm going to tell you some of those names are going to be very important when they come out. The ambassador to the United Nations is not uh, an intelligence community operative. She really ought not to even have the authority to unmask American citizens in these NSA intercepts. She is a consumer of the intelligence. Uh, She ought to be... um, coordinating with the CIA and the other intelligence agencies in order to uh, to get her information. The fact that Samantha Powers was allowed to go out there and freelance and gather information on American citizens that were having conversations with foreigners, and you better believe this included uh, the inner circle of the Trump campaign, is a national scandal. Now, where do you suppose Samantha Powers would have been getting the um, belief that she was authorized to do this. She works directly for the President of the United States. She is not a State Department employee. She's not subordinate to the Secretary of State. She is, she answers directly to the President. So somebody's got to ask Samantha Powers, and oh, oh, by the way, Sally Yates, and, um, the oh god what is his name the ink the english um major that uh, that barack obama appointed as uh, a national uh, to his national security advisor team i'll think of it in a second all of these guys all of these um these operatives were in there unmasking people and and digging into spying on the trump campaign and do you know to this day to this very day Not one single question has been asked of Barack Obama about what he knew about this effort to spy on the Trump campaign. Not a single reporter has been able to make it to the former president of the United States. Actually, he has uh, public events, so they could definitely show up and ask him. But not a single question has been asked of him about his involvement in this uh, this surveillance effort of the opposing party's presidential campaign. It's really quite amazing what's, what goes on in this country. You can get away with so much if you've got a compliant media that basically parrots your talking points at uh, at every turn we're going to get into that a little bit more in this show too because the total coordination between the democrats and the media have have reached pre
peak coordination at this point. Basically, they just uh, the media d- doesn't even do independent work. They just uh, take their bullet points directly from the fax machines from the Democrat National Committee and read them on air. Adam Schiff, the pencil-necked doofus that heads Democrat, that heads the House Intelligence Committee, totally freaked out when he heard that Trump is declassifying these documents. He tweeted out, says, while Trump stonewalls the public from learning the truth about his obstruction of justice, his obstruction of justice about a crime that never happened because he insisted that he was innocent, and he um, he questioned the appointment of Robert Mueller, which anybody with any sense would. Schiff says, while Trump stonewalls the public from learning the truth about his obstruction of justice, Trump and Barr conspire to weaponize law enforcement and classified information against their political enemies. The cover-up has entered a new and dangerous phase. This is un-American. So exposing the fact that the previous administration it, uh, twisted the Constitution, violated their oath of office, used the deep state as a political weapon against their enemies, that, exposing that now, is being called un-American and called a cover-up. So in the through the looking glass world of Adam Schiff and the radical Dems in the House, exposing corruption is a cover up. Holding people to account for violating their oath of office is weaponizing law enforcement and working together to con- defend yourself, like Trump and Barr are doing, is a conspiracy. And all of it's un American, according to Adam Schiff. I mean, you know, the Democrats, the left ruins everything it touches. And the left took control of the Democrat Party, and they have ruined it. They are no longer representing the American people. They're no longer concerned with the national interest. They are there pursuing their Marxist agenda, and this president is in the way, and they're determined to destroy him. The Democrats have taken control of Congress and its committees, and they have destroyed it. Congress, uh, the House, I should say. And they have destroyed it as a tool to advance the interests of the American people and now turned it into just a glorified opposition research tool for the Marxist Democrat Party. Have you noticed that all of these committee chairs for the Democrats that are uh, feverishly out to get the president of the United States are physically repulsive people. Adam Schiff looks like somebody from the day room at one flew over the cuckoo's nest with his bug eyes and his pencil neck. He looks like a crazy person. Old Jerry Nadler over there at the House Judiciary Committee looks for all the world like Jabba the Hutt sitting up there making his his um, uh, 
cynical pronouncements about holding people in contempt for refusing to break the law. It's amazing. So, finally, after waiting all this time, it looks like we may just, in fact, uh, you know, start getting some of this information. I don't know how long, how much longer Barr will make us wait. Surely, um, they will at least give the public a taste of the depth of this corruption that went on so that uh, they may actually put the Democrats back on their heels. And, of course, you had old Nancy Pelosi uh, coming out day before yesterday accusing the president of the United States of engaging in a cover-up, a cover-up of a crime that Robert Mueller spent two and a half years, well, Robert Mueller spent two years, and the Department of Justice spent two and a half years investigating, spending tens of millions of dollars with a radical team of leftist Democrat prosecutors and could find nothing. But Nancy comes out and insists this. Would you believe that it's important for the, to follow the facts? Uh, we believe that no one is above the law, including the president of the United States. And we believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. In a cover-up. And that was the nature of the In a cover-up. In a cover-up. Notice she had to get that word in there twice because this is going to be the Democrats' Uh, and their media shills talking points from here on forward. He's engaged of a cover-up. Never mind that one of the most partisan investigations in the history of this country was able to find absolutely nothing that could hold up in court. Never mind the fact that um, the obstruction charges are absolutely bogus because they're based on Trump firing Comey first and then just considering firing Robert Mueller, both of which would be entirely within his purview under the Constitution of the United States and therefore cannot be illegal. But Pelosi mentions the cover-up word and immediately the, uh, the leftist media takes the ball and runs with it. Nancy Pelosi describes President Trump as being engaged in a cover-up one of the things that she said is that the Trump administration is engaged in a cover-up. She said President Trump is engaged in a cover-up. Comments Pelosi had made this morning that the president had engaged in a cover-up. She accused the president of engaging in a cover-up. The president complaining to the Speaker of the House that she accused him of a cover-up. That phrase, cover-up, from Nancy Pelosi really set him off. Yeah, yeah, you accuse somebody of committing a crime after they just been cleared after a two and a half year investigation yeah it might set you off it's like what do we have to do to satisfy these lunatics so we can get back to governing for the american people the leftist democrats just absolutely won't have it and here's why this is nancy pelosi about a year and a half ago describing exactly this uh, this tactic that the Democrats are engaged in called the wrap-up smear. 
It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that... When she says you write it, she's, she's talking to the press. She means the press writes it. You write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this... So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic, and it's, it's, it's self-evident. It's a tactic. It's self-evident. It's something that the Democrats engage in all the time. As a matter of fact, the whole effort to get Donald Trump and these leaks out of the, uh, the intelligence and law enforcement committees the reason that these uh, deep state swamp creatures leak is because of a wrap-up smear. They try to keep the people that they are trying uh, to to, uh, uh, to to keep on defensive. They smear them. The whole dossier was a wrap-up smear. And uh, Nancy Pelosi is continuing to engage in it because she knows that Donald Trump and William Barr over at the Department of Justice are, are finally, at long last going to get about the business of exposing all of this effort. I wonder sometimes if uh, if Trump hasn't waited until before the election to use this as a, a campaign theme. He insists that the reason he hasn't declassified it up until now is because he would be accused of obstruction of justice. And lo and behold, even after he's been cleared of any underlying crime, they're claiming it is obstruction of justice. So I just want to play for this uh, this uh, uh, this pro uh, um, this process once again for you. Here's Nancy Pelosi describing the wrap-up smear. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest. And then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation. that the. And then, yesterday, Nancy Pelosi leaves the caucus room with the, uh, the radical Democrats who are insisting on, on impeachment. And she makes this statement before the cameras. Nancy Pelosi Whoa, describes President Wrong one. This one, she makes this statement before the cameras. Would you believe that it's important for the, to follow the facts? Uh, we believe that no one is above the law, including the President of the United States. And we believe that the President of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. In a cover-up. And that was the nature of the So she's got her talking points. We believe he is engaged in a crime and he's engaged in a cover-up. And then... This happens in the mainstream media. Nancy Pelosi describes President Trump as being engaged in a cover-up. One of the things that she said is that the Trump administration is engaged in a cover-up. She said President Trump is engaged in a cover-up. Comments Pelosi had made this morning that the president had engaged in a cover-up. She accused the president of engaging in a cover-up. The president complaining to the Speaker of the House that she accused him of a cover-up. That phrase, cover-up, from Nancy Pelosi really set him off. You think? 
So another wrap-up smear, and she does this one right before she's supposed to meet with the President of the United States to discuss a major infrastructure bill. And then she thinks she's just going to sit down with the President and negotiate on the people's business. Well, it doesn't work that way. You can't call somebody a criminal and then expect them to sit down with you in good faith and negotiate on your priorities. That's not the way it works. It wouldn't work with you. It wouldn't work with me. It wouldn't work with business. And it doesn't work with Donald Trump. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the rise and fall of the creepy porn lawyer, Michael Avenatti, and this continued parroting by the media of the Democrat talking points right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an American nationalist perspective, not a white nationalist perspective, an American nationalist perspective. You may have noticed over in Great Britain that uh, Theresa May has announced that she is about to step down, having failed utterly to withdraw Great Britain from the European Union as the voters directed during that referendum. They had a referendum. They didn't expect it to come out to leave the EU. But in fact, that's what the uh, British people and the the, uh, members states of the United Kingdom voted to do. The establishment didn't expect the outcome, and they have spent the last three years now trying to thwart the will of the British people and keep them in the EU. And now they've got uh, European Union elections going on over there, and the party that is favored to win not only in Great Britain but also in Italy and Austria and Hungary and Poland are parties that are anti-EU. They're running for the the seats in the European Parliament to go there and dismantle it. And now, in the United Kingdom, they're talking about having a second referendum. This is the same exact way they got into the EU. The British people voted to begin with not to join the EU. 
But they kept holding referendum after referendum. I think it was on the third or fourth referendum that they finally voted in favor of joining the EU. It's been an absolute disaster from which the United Kingdom may never recover, allowing huge numbers of migrants from the Middle East, Pakistan and also uh, Afghanistan and Syria and Iraq and Iran to flood into the United Kingdom to the point now where they actually have a Muslim mayor in London. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you think that's going to work out? How long do you think it'll be allowed to go on before the Muslims reach such numbers that they try to impose Sharia law as they do in every nation that they're allowed to gain a foothold in, which will result in civil war? Now, the the British people never had a vote on this. Their immigration policy was taken away from them and transferred to the European Union that allowed this to happen. And this Brexit referendum is kind of the last gasp of the historic British nation to try to reclaim its sovereignty and its historic uh, nature. Theresa May, while saying she was trying to negotiate an exit from the, from the EU, was in fact trying to negotiate a Brexit in name only. She was going to leave the UK subject to EU rules for uh, uh, from now on, but they would uh, they would no longer have a vote in the European Parliament. The favorite, by the way, to enter the European Parliament is once again Nigel Farage, and it's quite entertaining to watch him go there and skewer the unelected bureaucrats that run Brussels, but um, it's a clear indicator that the, uh, the the people of Great Britain are opposed to the EU and that they want out, but the establishment there, their own version of the swamp, is determined to keep them in. So you might have noticed that uh, Michael Avenetti had more charges put on him recently. He was uh, not only charged with trying to blackmail the Nike company to give him to pay him 20 or 22 million dollars for him not to uh, trash them in the media but now he's been and he w- he was also indicted uh, out in California for uh, not paying his taxes and for stealing millions of dollars from one of his client a uh, a mentally disabled and physically dis- excuse me a mentally and physically disabled client that um, that uh, received a huge settlement that uh, Avenatti kept and spent on a jet. Well, he has also had a charge added to stealing from um, Stormy Daniels, the porn um, prostitute that he um, represented. She was at some event at one of uh, Trump's clubs and had a picture taken. I believe this is how this whole scenario went down. She had a picture taken with Donald Trump. Probably Trump didn't know who she was. 
But then she went and uh, started telling all of her porn industry um, friends that she'd had sex with Donald Trump. And that uh, that rumor got going. And uh, eventually, she um, she was paid $130,000 to stop spreading that lies in the run-up to the 2016 presidential uh, election. I'm not surprised. I, I don't think it's proof that Donald Trump, in fact, slept with this um, porn star. I don't think uh, Donald Trump would have to sleep with such a uh, low-rent um, prostitute. But uh, I, don't, I, I think he paid her because uh, if she was allowed to circulate that lie, that it would doom his presidential campaign. It was blackmail, plain and simple. It's the kind of blackmail that the uh, legal profession engages in all the time. And he paid it. And then, of course, she reneged on the deal when Michael Avenatti uh, told her that she may be able to squeeze more out of it. And, in fact, she was able to squeeze more out of it. She got a $300,000 book advance. Can you imagine anybody that would buy a book by Stormy Daniels? It was probably ghostwritten, but uh, nevertheless, she she signed sworn affidavits saying she had never had sex with Donald Trump. And then she turned around and claimed that she had. So at one point, she's lying. Which one? We don't know. I just don't believe her. But Avenatti pocketed the the $300,000 that she got from this uh, this failed book. While Stormy Daniels is out there stripping in seedy strip clubs in, you know, strip centers in suburban uh, metropolitan areas, he's pocketing her $300,000. His response was, we gave her free legal representation. Yes, but that free legal representation was used for you to enrich yourself and advance your profile it didn't give you the right to steal the money that the book uh, her book advance and it's just hilarious to watch all of these talking heads on the left-wing media outlets suddenly have nothing to say about michael avenatti when he was out there making scurrilous and easily disprovable claims against donald trump and brett kavanaugh They thought he was a god. They worshipped him. And it's it's coming out that uh, at the same time he was appearing on these shows, he was badly abusing the staff and reporters that were trying to set up his appearances, cursing them and intimidating them. I'm not surprised at all. Michael Avenatti bears all the hallmarks of a, a bully, who's learned to uh, use the courts in order to blackmail people. You've, uh, you've probably heard the montage I'm about to play you. It's, uh, it's from the Washington Free Beacon, who does a really good job at putting together these clips, skewering the rest of the media, of uh, all the talking heads on MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, all just slobbering 
over Michael Avenatti. If you couldn't tell that Michael Avenatti was a shyster within the first five minutes of talking to him, then you don't have any credibility to be reporting to the rest of us. But here's this montage. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Of course, that first clip, uh, first quote in the clip is from the thoroughly despicable Bill Maher. He, I wish you could see his face as he uh, he smirks, talking about what a great person Michael Avenatti is. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> like, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Michael Avenatti's a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, He's a beast. He's a beast. I hand it to yeah. her and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here that being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. Now, this Trump will run for his money more than anybody else, Michael Avenatti. An existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael yeah. Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. Look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. You know, you wonder how many times these talking heads and the mainstream media can make fools of themselves before they just slink away in shame. Oh, I know what the mistake I make. They have no shame. They they got Michael Avenatti wrong. They made him out to be some sort of um, you know fighter for truth, justice in the American way. There's nothing of the sort. He's just a shyster ambulance chaser. It was obvious from the beginning. Tucker Carlson called him out on his show. I called him out on my show. Anybody with half a brain could see this. This this guy was the very picture of an unethical, dishonest. Ambulance chasing lawyer. He's the worst. He's the he's the kind of guy that gives lawyers a bad name. But it's not limited to Avenatti. You know they they got it wrong on Jesse Smollett. They got it wrong on the Covington kids. They got it wrong on the Russia hoax. They got it wrong on Spygate. They got it wrong on the Iraq War. Again and again and again, the media have made utter complicit fools of themselves along with the Democrat Party. And yet, they continue to go on, riding this bomb all the way down like like Slim Pickens in Dr. Strangelove as their ratings crater and their newspapers fold up shop and go out of business. 
The only reason the Washington Post and the New York Times are still in business is because, in the case of the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos bought it to use as his personal public relations arm in Washington, D.C. And, of course, in the case of the New York Times, they were bought by a Mexican foreign national, Carlos Slim, to uh, to use as his um, his public relations arm. Hey, have you um, have you registered for this uh, this Smith and Wesson three eighty at Mojo Five O dot com being given away by Tar River Arms? Don't miss it. Uh, I think today may be the last day. Go over there at Mojo Five O dot com slash register to win. And get your name in the hat for this 380 Smith & Wesson with a built-in laser sight, a polymer frame, a stainless, a blued stainless steel slide and receiver. Just an absolutely outstanding concealed carry weapon. Hey, and while you're at it, you got to go over to tarriverarms.com. That's tarriverarms.com. And take a look at their offerings. They've got a Sig Sawyer P320. And uh, Smith & Wesson revolvers of all types on sale. Oh, and watch for the grand opening of, in July of their very first retail location in Wake Forest, North Carolina. This network, Mojo50.com, will be broadcasting live. Tar River Arms, America's virtual gun store. Great prices, great guns, and great service. Get over there to tarriverarms.com today and take a look. So I got to admit, after Nancy Pelosi went in and did this wrap-up smear, this latest wrap-up smear, to try to satisfy her rabid, impeachment-obsessed Democrat caucus, the president um, looked a a, a little bit um, uh, unraveled. And you wonder how much one man can take, you know, from the very time this guy declared for presidency of the United States with an America first agenda that was designed to reverse the disastrous effects of the establishment policies on this country. The establishment media, the Democrats and the never Trumpers and the Republican Party have gone nonstop around the clock trying to destroy him, his presidency and his family. And, uh, you know, I've, I've often commented, very few people could stand up to the type of attacks that Donald Trump has. But when Nancy Pelosi made her, her latest wrap-up smear accusing the president of a cover-up, and he went into that, uh, that meeting on infrastructure, told everybody that uh, they can either do infrastructure or bullshit investigations, but they can't do both at the same time came out to the uh, Rose Garden and gave that presser, I thought he's starting to sort of fray at the edges. And I'm not blaming him. I would too. You just go through a two-and-a-half-year investigation where they've, uh, they've literally spent $30 million, 20 far-left prosecutors, 40 um, uh, investigators, 25 hundred subpoenas, 500 witness interviews, 
just gave you a two-year-long rectal exam. You come out of it with a clean bill of health, and they want to start the whole goddamn thing over again. So, yeah, I, I might be a little upset. They basically stole the first two years of his presidency. You know, normally, in a presidential term, almost everything you get done is in the first two years because after that, the opposing party enters into a re-election campaign and they refuse to let you advance anything that'll make your administration look good. Well, he had the first two years of his presidency stolen. Luckily, they were able to get through this uh, tax cut he was not able to get through immigration reform because uh, not only did the Democrats almost unanimously, well, actually unanimously, oppose securing the border, but so does a major portion of the Republican Party in the Senate. So he wasn't able to get that through. And now you've got this uh, radical Democrat majority in the House of Representatives, and they want to start the whole damn thing over again. So, yeah. Donald Trump is a uh, an alpha uh, male. He's got a strong ego. But you know, everybody has their limits. And the fact that these disgusting people pursuing him, Jabba the Hutt, Jerry Nadler, and the rest of them, are now accusing him and crazy Nancy Pelosi are accusing Trump of a cover-up. Cover up my butt. Nobody had ever been more transparent to a special counsel than Donald Trump. Hell, he allowed his own White House counsel to sit down and give 30 hours of testimony, didn't withhold a single document. Totally and completely transparent, and now the Democrats, because it didn't come out the way they wanted, they want to start the whole damn thing over again. And part of it, of course, is Bill Barr is now going to take a look at how this whole thing got started to begin with. But you know, in the last segment, we talked about the left-wing media just uh, using the Democrats' talking points. And you'll notice that uh, they, they always use the same language. And here's what, what happened yesterday after Nancy Pelosi came out and accused the president of being a criminal and engaging in a cover-up. This is what happened on the mainstream media. Good evening, and once again, the world is learning just how easy it is to get under the skin of the most powerful man on earth. Explain something. Why does Nancy Pelosi get under the president's skin so much? Pelosi has an uncanny ability to get under Trump's skin. It's extremely effective at getting under his skin. Nancy Pelosi clearly got under his skin. Pretty clear that she gets under his skin. She has this unique quality of getting under the president's skin. Pelosi, for some reason, gets under his skin. She gets under the president's skin. I think it is clear that Nancy Pelosi she gets under his skin. She does get under his skin. See, it gets under his skin. That getting under the president's skin very clearly got it under his skin. She, she gets under his skin. She knows that this kind of language is likely to get under his skin. The charge of a presidential cover-up landed right underneath Donald Trump's skin. Pelosi got under his skin. How can, how can this be about hold her on, getting under on, his skin on, and the on, signs were already on, prepared? On, Those two things don't matter. So here's what's going on. The speaker's really getting under the president's skin. I'm sure all that was just a coincidence that they all use the same exact talking point. No, that's not actually what's going on. The Democrats National Committee 
is sending out faxes with their talking points. And the left-wing media just tears off the fax machine, trots out onto the set, and reads them almost verbatim. You know, the, uh, the founders realized that a free press was absolutely essential to the workings of, for a, of a free people, but we no longer have a free press. We no longer have free social media either. We basically have a, a left-wing echo chamber on behalf of the radical Democrats. And this president getting under his skin, yeah, everybody has their limits. And this, as I said, the left destroys everything they've touched. And now they're destroying the House of Representatives. And they're all mobilized to try to take down this president, despite the fact that he was cleared of their last hoax, the Russia hoax. It just really, really gets tiresome. Did you see where they're trying to portray um, Ben Carson, the Secretary for Housing and Urban Development, as somehow being a buffoon because he misunderstood, he misheard one of the uh, Democrats ask him what an REO was, and he misheard her. He said, did you say Oreo? And because of that, they're trying to pretend that... Ben Carson is some sort of buffoon. He's a freaking brain surgeon. He does the the most complicated surgeries there are. He separates Siamese twins joined at the head, for God's sakes. And you to see these idiots like Don Lamon and Mika Brzezinski and Katie Turr, and all of these people who basically don't have, don't even have walking around sense, pretend that somehow Ben Carson is some sort of mental defect is quite amazing, really. He's a brain surgeon. Oh, my God. The lack of self-awareness and the hypocrisy of the media knows no bounds, and to watch them try to pretend that Ben Carson that they are mentally or uh, yeah mentally superior intellectually superior to Ben Carson is a joke. Uh, so they're about to release this guy John Walker Lind the American Taliban who was captured on the battlefield and engaged uh taking up arms against fellow Americans. They dropped those call those uh, those charges. I don't know why. I don't know why John Walker Lind or uh, Chelsea Manning, for that uh, for that fact, were given prison sentences instead of giving get, being given the proper punishment for a traitor, which is the death penalty execution. John Walker Lind should have been uh, given a court martial on the field of battle. And once he was uh, de- uh, debriefed, interrogated, he should have been shot. An American is not allowed to take up arms against other Americans. The, the punishment for that is execution. Bradley Manning, 
was the most prolific traitor in our nation's history. He should have been executed as a result of leaking all of that classified information that undermined America's war effort in Iraq. Now, I didn't support us being in Iraq. But once you are over there and you're under arms for the American military, you're not allowed to commit treason. And if you do, the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, dictates what the punishment is, and that punishment is execution by firing squad. Instead, Bradley Manning was given a 35-year sentence that was then commuted after just, I think, seven years by Barack Obama, apparently because Bradley Manning started claiming he was a female and dressing up with a wig. And now uh, we're going to be treated to John Walker Lynn being made another one of these left-wing heroes. He continues to praise the Islamic State and and, uh, call for jihad. But you've got Showtime and these other uh, leftist uh, outlets uh, preparing to make documentaries about him, and they will, you know... um, give very compassionate, uh, understanding, empathetic treatments, and in the end they will um, they'll declare him some sort of hero for fighting for his truth, the same way they've done Bradley Manning. And I think this is why the, uh, the, uh, the people that put together the UCMJ and, and the Constitution declared that the uh, the punishment for treason is is execution because you don't want these people running around afterwards making a mockery of those soldiers that actually did make the ultimate sacrifice in fighting for their country and being true to the Constitution. Well, that takes us to the end of another edition of America First... Why do I keep saying that? It takes us to the end of another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. You can stream us on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Thanks for joining us, and I hope to see you right here again tomorrow. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. And Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.